Good morning. Hello. Good morning. If you're watching this live, you just saw um, this is our we're we're doing things imperfectly um, behind the scenes. Anyways, welcome to the fourth episode of Building an Empire State of Mind. Yeah. How are you, Jen? Good. How are you? Good. We have an amazing guest. Um, so if you're just joining this podcast, if you don't know who we are, um, we built the building an empire state of mind podcast is all on the state of mind of building an empire and getting there and, um, just killing it. Our goal is to win, to help a hundred, a million women. I will a million women gain financial freedom through real estate. So Jen and, um, Jen has, has been in real estate. I've been in real estate and we want to bring on guests that are killing it in their own businesses, which brings us to Kayla. Do you want to tell us a little bit about our today's guest? Yeah. So Kayla Pilecki is a certified executive coach and co-founder of My Aligned Purpose, a coaching and learning company for ambitious women entrepreneurs. She has over a decade of experience working in leadership and fundraising roles with nonprofit organizations where she raised millions of dollars to facilitate social change. As an entrepreneur through and through, Kayla has established and operated multiple businesses, including her coaching practice, managing real estate, painting houses, and creating artisanal cultured butter. Kayla specializes in creating effective profit-driven business systems that take the guesswork out of growth and scaling your business. Her mission is to support women in building their wealth. Yay! Let's bring on Kayla. Hi, Hi Kayla. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Did the butter throw you for a loop, Jen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ties right in there with growing well, for sure. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Water. Oh, there you go. We're healthier than both of us. <laughs> I stopped drinking coffee months ago. You did? Are you crazy? Yeah. I couldn't do the afternoon lulls any longer, so I had to had to stop. I'm yeah. not are you surprised, Carly? Yes, I am surprised. Ooh. I live off coffee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's it's my thing. But anyways, we're not here to talk about coffee. Let's yeah. talk about you, Kayla. Okay. Good Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. I have not, I've. this is my first time meeting Kayla in real life. Um, I have heard so much about Kayla and Nicole. They are two, each a part of my aligned purpose. Um. And I have been following you guys. You guys should go follow them on Instagram. Um, yeah. Join at myalignedpurpose.com or at myalignedpurpose on Instagram. Yeah. And um, look, you guys, yeah. Nicole's here tuning in. We'll have Nicole on, I believe, next week. So we get yeah. both of them. So um, you, I hear, are the integrator of, and you are the systems and you make stuff happen behind the scenes, I hear. I do. I love executing. I love making the systems happen. I can't go to sleep at night if something's not complete. You know how there are people who love to start stuff? Yes. I am the opposite. Me. Really? 
Jen, I need I need a I need a Kayla in my life. Yeah, I, I need things to be finished. Like yeah. you need finishing things? Complete. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no, I, I finished. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. We yeah. this is our thing. We yeah. I do the laundry. I do it till it's put away. Yes. And I hear that there are people out there who have piles of laundry in their house. And then once they start it, they don't put it away after. Is that you? That happens. <laughs> I could pan the camera to right there and you will see a pile of clean kids clothes right behind me. I can't. Okay. So anyway, that's actually Nicole and I often talk about like, if you're confused, if you're an ideas person, a starter or a finisher, what's your role in your business? It's like, just look at how you do laundry. Do you complete the laundry cycle and put the stuff away right away? Then you may be an, a strategizer and executor. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's so fun to see the comments. Isn't it cool? Yeah. We love to have people come in here and Elena, she would just, we had her on there. Uh, we love to like, we want to make it a conversation. So like, we want to talk with you and learn with you and we want the, the, the community because there's, you can't do anything. Like when you're a mom, you know, they, you say you need the village, you need the village and the same thing you need with like, starting a business it's a whole yeah. different kind of baby is you need those people that have that mindset that's like oh you want to start um you want to get a 700 million dollar multifamily building nice good luck you know so you need like that community to believe in you and so and to be we want to help people as we talk so so it's kind of fun to have everybody talk through here oh so. yeah on that note, my big question for Kayla is what sort of mindset did you go into leaving your nine to five with, or, you know, you being more into systems, mm -hmm. I wonder if it was like a spreadsheet, like I have to make this much, like, oh, okay. what drove that decision for you to be comfortable to leave? Okay. I hear your question. And mm. the other weird thing about me is I'm not that detail oriented. I am when I need to be, but I'm not that detail oriented. Wow. I like to just, I like, especially meeting Nicole, I really learn into my, I lean into my energy and um, my intuition on how I feel about things and then go towards that direction. Um, but yes, I did have, so I'll just tell a little bit of my story. So I've always been an entrepreneur. I've all, like when I was a little kid, when you think back, what did you love to do when you were a little kid? I would like have my journal and plan businesses. I remember being on a road trip and being like, I'm going to open a smoothie bar and we're going to have all these types of smoothies. And this is how we're going to have the sign outside. And it's going to be really cute. And we're going to be able to service all these different types of people who love health food. Okay. So that was like my little kid brain. And then when I was in undergrad at SFU, I heard through the grapevine that this person named Craig Weckerly, who every time I say that, somebody knows him. Anyway, hi, Craig, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Weckerly made 20 grand last summer painting houses. And I was like, what? Okay. How complicated could this be? Sign me up. So I had a student works painting franchise and did that for a few years and learned so much about, you know, hiring and firing and balancing books and buying equipment and how to lift 40 foot ladders and all that kind of stuff that you need to know in terms of, I don't know, doing work on houses. Um, and I, when I wrapped that up, I became a fundraiser 
And fundraising is also about being scrappy and about figuring out how you're going to build the next campaign and who you're going to ask for the money and who's going to support it and who's going to ask their friends and all the strategy around that. And then leaving fundraising, I mean, there were a lot of times where I was like, okay, I got to do something for myself. I don't like the control aspect of the nine to five, but I really enjoyed the challenge of fundraising. And like, not that many people like making cold calls or knocking on doors, but I would say that's one of my top passions. I just get into it. I'm like, wow. give, me give me a list. I'll call every single person and we'll see what happens by the end. Um, that's just how I am. I've always been like that. I've always loved meeting strangers and seeing like how we can make the connections. And then I did like this little side thing. I, I am really into butter. I mean, I don't really eat dairy anymore, but my family's from Nova Scotia and are either of you, do you know Nova Scotians? Okay. When you make your toast in the morning and you're from Nova Scotia, like you put as much butter on that toast. Like it's still white. It looks like a piece of cheese. And that's how <laughs> I grew up. And my husband, love it. Um, my husband who's from here, yes, butter is the bomb. Oh my God. The chat <laughs> Okay. And Nicole knows, like, obviously she knows the butter story and obviously she's also from Nova Scotia. So she understands the butter thing. Anyway, so my family's really into butter. And then I decided, okay, I think I can make it. And I kind of did it as a hobby. And then I got really deep into it. Then I started like buying cultures from Europe and culturing the cream and churning the butter. And then I was like, I'm going to make this oh into a God. business. So then I made it into a business and I had a business partner who um, helped with some of the production and the marketing and that kind of thing. But I truly like I'm the executor. When I get into something, I take it all the way. And I, you know, I decided, am I going to buy a churn and a commercial kitchen and go <laughs> all in on butter and like compete with Canada's biggest dairy companies, Saputo and go and drag them <laughs> and be like the butter lady or am I going to just channel all this energy into something else? Like we were kind of at the point where we were selling out all of the butter we churned at markets and like pretty quickly. And to do this at scale meant like hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. And I was like, I don't know if that's really my calling to be a farmer. Because, <laughs> like I live I in love it. And um, it's actually really hard to source organic cream or, or grass fed butter. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, I know a bit too much about this now. I need to dial it back, <laughs> do what I really love. And that in initially was real estate. Um, and so long story short, the way that I actually got to leave my nine to five is that I had a condo in Vancouver, my husband and I, and we bought a house in Victoria and we started renting out the, a portion of the house as an Airbnb. And so we had all these different streams of income coming in. My mom was like, I think you can make this easier on yourself potentially sell the condo and then like do what you really love to do all day. And I was so insulted. I was like, I will never sell any state I buy. Like till the day I die, I'm going to own this condo and millions of others. Then I thought, okay, like it took me a little while to get past that. And then I was like, I could sell the condo, go, I went to railroads for coaching, like did a graduate certificate, learned about coaching that way. I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach, but I knew I wanted to get better at communication and I knew I needed to do something mm -hmm. in fundraising. So I sold the condo and then that gave me the space to be able to pay off some more of this mortgage and have cash in the bank to do what I wanted to do. And still after I sold the condo, I sold it in June, 
I still took all the way till the next January to get the courage to leave my nine to five. I had so much mm. cash in the bank. I was still scared. It, well, was, it was so scary. How did you get over that, that mindset? Because we had um, Elena, she came on and she just talked about that. Like, it's so hard going from that mindset. Like what, how did you do that? And like, how did you overcome that scariness? Well, I knew what I wanted and mm -hmm. I like, I truly knew what I wanted, but I was scared to tell the people who I worked with because fundraising, like everybody knows everybody. And my friend had hired me to work in the office here in Victoria because we moved from Vancouver and I really, really cared about her. I do care about her now, but in the moment I was like, I really care about you. And I could see how this is going to be like, I was just so attached to how hard it would be to find someone else and then what would happen. But the moment that I decided, I basically, I told Nicole, we were co-coaching each other every Monday morning. We met on Zoom and uh, coached each other towards our goals. And I was like, I need to get out. And I saw Nicole post on Instagram that she was going full-time as a coach. And I had this feeling like sometimes envy really shows you what you want. Right? Totally line. It's, it really does. You saw Nicole post, she's a full-time coach. And I was like, fuck this, I'm quitting today. And then I messaged her and I was like, can we please meet up? And you can tell me how you left. And then we met and she was like, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, good, got it. <laughs> so then I told her, like, as my coach at the time, I was like, I'm leaving and you have to hold me accountable. And she did. And then I was like in the meeting and I was like, I'm quitting. And my boss asked me like, how are you going to pay for your mortgage? Like she didn't know this whole backstory that I actually had cash in the bank. And I was like, I'm going, I'm fine. Like she was more worried about me, like being unhinged or something by quitting. Like she was like, what's wrong with you? How are you going to live without a salary? But I was way past that. And I was like, I have it sorted out. I'm going to like, I have to leave. This is the end. I called Nicole after I was like, I did it the whole time. I just pictured that I was talking to you and I knew if I didn't do it, you'd kill me. So here I am. I did it. <laughs> she was like, okay. And off we went to the races. Oh my God. So when you actually gave your notice, you, you had made the decision to start coaching, but you guys, you, I was, in, I was at Royal roads. I'd already been okay. taking coaching school for four months. I negotiated with my job. I tried to quit in August and it was like, no, you can't quit. And I was like, okay. And then I said, okay, so since I can't quit, I need time to practice coaching and I'll, co I'll coach everybody here. I'll, I just need time. And I promise I'll, I'll hit my goals and I will like show up double time, but I need time to finish this program. And my boss is so great. She's like, yeah, do your program and make sure you show me the money. Cause that's how fundraising is. I was like, okay. And then when I met Nicole and I was like, please help me get out. <laughs> It was all my, it was like, you know, that um, New York Times cartoon where there's a guy behind the jail bars and the jail bars are just like the jail bars and everything else around is open and he's holding on. And he's like, how do I get out of jail? And everybody else is like, just let go of the bars. Like, what are you doing? That's such a good analogy. It That's is perfect. like that. Yeah. And like, once you're on the other side of that, you're like, that was easy. But like, when you're in there, you're like, I'm stuck in jail. I can't get yeah. out. You're like, oh my God, I am tethered to these bars. I can't, I have the handcuffs on. It's like, okay, the handcuffs aren't locked, first of all. You can just undo them. And second of all, the bars aren't even real. So you just do you, everyone else will survive. 
And and you did it, and that was what? Did you say that was March of 20? Did you say this was during COVID? When did? It was January of 2020. And then, so then I was like, okay, I'm doing my own thing. I don't know what it is. I didn't really have a plan. Nicole and I hadn't decided to work together like in a business yet. Mm-hmm. But I thought, oh. okay, I'll give myself a year. It's an experiment. I can give myself a year to figure this out. And if I can't figure it out and I hate working for myself for whatever reason, I'll just get another fundraising job. No problem. That seems to be okay. I have, you know, 12 years of experience and lots of money raised by then. I can get another fundraising job. Um, and then in March 2020, my husband got laid off from COVID. So we were just like at home. I was three months pregnant. Um, we both didn't have jobs. <laughs> we're like, okay, well, this has taken a big turn from all the money and non-freedom we had in January. <laughs> Now we have no cash flow and um, zero cash flow and all the time in the world. So did, did had you sold at this point, had you sold your condo? So you were like, yeah, I did you it. have that to fall back on? So you, which is, that's still, that's very nice to have that. Yeah, it is nice. And we worked so hard to get the 20% down for that condo and actually have equity in the condo before like before selling it, mm-hmm. um, which I do. I mean, like, I know this is your area of expertise for sure, but if it's your first place, I do really recommend to people when I'm working with them or when I'm coaching them to consider, yes, you can get scrappy and you don't have to have 20% down, but when you have equity in that first building or condo or house or whatever you buy, um, then you have so much more leverage to be able to do something with it. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so you guys, so you just, you guys coach, it sounds, oops, I didn't mean to hide that. It it sounds like you were just like, we're coaching each other. We're like being with each other. So yeah. how did, um, how, how did my aligned purpose start? Like, how did you guys get that like light bulb where you're like co-coaching? Of course. Oh, so we were coaching each other and we would come together every single week at 9am. Cause you know, when you're an entrepreneur and there's like no timeline on anything, yes. you're just in charge now. Like you <laughs> used to, people used to tell you where to be and when to show up and what work you have to do and what your deadlines are. And then all of a sudden it's all you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we're going to set this up so that we coach each other. We're going to start work every single Monday morning at 9am. We're going to cheers our coffee. I coached Nicole for 45, half an hour. She coached me and then we knew what we were doing for the rest of the week. And we texted every day and we got along so well. So we knew that was happening. And then Nicole had this idea. Nicole is an idea popcorn machine. You'll hear when she's on the pod. She had this idea that she wanted to teach everybody how to manifest and she put it on her Instagram. She's we're coaching or whatever happened. She maybe she texted me and she's like, I'm just going to put it out on my IG that, um, I'm going to teach everyone how to manifest in a Facebook group for four weeks, like a four week manifesting class. I'm going to do every Monday. I'll go live after this call, like after we coached and I'm going to teach everybody how to manifest or maybe it was lunchtime or something. And everybody's off work from COVID and or at home. And everybody wants to manifest to get out of this effing situation. As we know, (laughs) think back to May 2020 when we were like, is it over yet? And it was just setting in that it was never going to be over. Mm -hmm. This is the time. So Nicole put it out there. And that day, I remember the first screenshot she showed me, 86 people had messaged her and said they wanted to come. 
And then it just like kept going. I think at the end of it, there were like 140 people or something when we, when she started that manifesting group and then we're still coaching each other and I'm supporting her in the group and like, I don't know, doing whatever, dropping links when she's talking or, you know, just being like a good side hype girl. Hey, hype girl. Yeah. I'm a hype girl. And then, um, so then we realized everybody wants to manifest money. And what do I love? Money. And I love building wealth. And I love women being empowered to build their own wealth. Somebody just saying the difference, like between no one ever telling you, you can make your own money and somebody introducing this concept that you can build your own wealth and you don't need anyone else to do that for you. And it's all available for you is like, that's what I'm here for. So we're doing this manifesting class. People are like, I want to manifest money. I want to manifest things money can buy. I want to manifest experiences you need money for. Like money is a neutral tool and we need it to get our best life, essentially. Unless you're like living off the grid somewhere. Okay. Who's living off the grid? Who's watching this? None of us. Okay. <laughs> so, so we were like, oh, okay, let's create a class called Manifesting Money Masterclass. And we'll do four weeks or five weeks or whatever it was in the beginning to manifest money and we'll sell this course. And then 50 people bought it. And basically we were off to the races from there. We did our first course, we refined it, we sold it again, we refined it, we sold it again. And we just like tracked people's results. And because we're trained coaches, we come from this place of curiosity and we come from this place of anything is possible and hype girls and you want that go fucking get it it's all yours it's available um then it was the perfect fit for our first course so everybody and then we wanted to leave their nine to five so then we were like okay come do an online business with us i love it that's so cool you said something you said money is available for all of us to decide to build wealth and i couldn't agree with more with that but can you will you elaborate on what you meant by that for all of the listeners. Yeah, I guess it's like, okay, so if we look outside the window right now, like I'm sitting down here and I'm looking out my window and I see my neighbor's house, I see a whole bunch of other houses, cars in the driveway, my neighbor's just got a Nissan Leaf, um, cars driving by, everything that exists was just an idea. And previously, before it used to be like even in the 1970s let's say men had to sign for their wives bank accounts and say yes she can have a credit card or a bank card or whatever so even though it seems like we're really far gone from that time the collective consciousness is still like a bit slow to pick up the fact that women can build wealth just like men can and so my true calling and what I've heard over and over again, like I used to have a meetup called Lady Investors, where I wanted to get together and talk about market investing, but it was a, it was only for women. And so mm-hmm. many people would come and be like, I know nothing. And I'm just here to learn about anything you can teach me. And it's like, I just want to stand on my roof and scream, take responsibility for building your own wealth. It is avail- If it's available for that guy, it's available for you. If that idea turned into a car or that idea got somebody to buy a house, like everything is owned by someone. Why not you? And so that's what we talk about in My Line Purpose. It's like, if you have the spark of desire that you want to start something, have an online business, be a real estate investor, 
teach people how to do that, like Jen's doing, you know, whatever that looks like, you can create it, especially in the age of the internet, especially now because of online business, we can magnetize the people who care about what we're talking about and the people who don't, we don't have to deal with them. Haters going to hate. They can go hate somewhere else. Absolutely. So that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, let's do this. As I just went to Shania Twain on Tuesday and I have to quote her right now. Let's go girls. That was one of the biggest things that Carly and I, when we first met, really bonded over was that we we were at this joint mastermind, right? It, it wasn't our husbands. We mm -hmm. left our kids and all of those mother responsibilities that, mm -hmm. you know, most of the fathers don't feel. And yeah. then still now, the number of times that I get asked at conferences or masterminds or anything where my husband is, is crazy. And I think... The reactions to when I say at home with our kids is even crazier. Like people are astonished that, you know, I'm the driving force. So I'm like, if my husband was doing this, we would, I don't even know if we would own real estate in all honesty. He was not completely on board. He was always supportive. Like this sounds interesting. You go do that. I don't really want it to take a lot of my time. And then with my personality, very much like yours, all in or all out, I was like, I'm all in. And that that's how like I've got to where I've been for the last three years and then meeting other women who are okay with talking about money. Like I have no problem if people want to tell me their financial situations and how I can help them. That's great. Mm -hmm. If you want to know how much something costs or a building, that's fine. It's just, it's all relative. And I, I think a lot of that too, probably for you as well, capital raising, right? People are like, Oh, I have some money. Yeah. Like, what should I do? I'm like, well, you need to tell me how much money you have so that I can tell you what sort of your best avenue is. You, you know, yeah. the answer is going to be different if you have $25,000 compared to $500,000. And, you know, when I first started those amounts of money, like half a million, I was like, holy cow, like half a million dollars. But now just like the people you hang around with and the more and more conversations you have, it's totally normal. Yeah. Well, Nicole and I were out for lunch um, last year in the summer, and we were planning our calendar for 2023 because we are big fans of time blocking. We do not fuck around with the calendar. It's like if it's in there, it's happening. If we're blocked, we don't we follow the calendar. So we we're planning it last summer. It was a beautiful day. We we're on a patio. We we're talking to each other about like building our seven figure business. And we overheard these guys, these old guys sitting at a table beside us a little bit further away, but kind of like beside us talking about like, yeah, I put hundred K into that project. Or one guy was talking about how he, he invested 120 K in this thing. And he's going to see what the return is on it. It's just a test investment for him. And they were sitting around talking about money. And it's like, how often do women get together and sit around and talk about money and we just don't see that very often so no, that's no. what we're creating we're like okay that's what we want to do let's come together like through aligned business school or through people who really want to get into the masterminding component of it in platinum and be supported for an entire year but aligned business school to begin let's talk about how much money you want to take let's talk about price pricing your programs um, let's talk about building your business so you can support your lifestyle with your business there's also this idea that you can have a business and it's going to take a long time to make any money you can take home, which is not true. Let's mm -hmm. just like, that's not true. That is not the truth. Um, especially with the internet. 
Yeah, absolutely. Programs, yeah. And and you said so. And something that you said, like what? So when women get together and they talk about money and it's okay and it's not such a taboo topic and they're out there like the opportunities are endless. Like what Mm -hmm. happens when we put ourselves in rooms like this, in rooms like that, where we're like, I have $500,000 and I want to do this. Here's my Mm -hmm. goals. Here's what I have. Let's help each other get there. So it's really, but that's what you guys are doing too, is just getting everybody together and saying, yeah, we yeah. like we don't gatekeep the information. That's really no. important to um, both to myself and Nicole. It's like if we have information that can help someone move forward, we will share it. You can take it or leave it. You can choose to use it or not. But mm-hmm. the information that we have, if it's going to help you, we're going to give it to you, and you can you know run with it from there, and we'll all grow together. So it's like it's just so important. We're we're catching up, and we're taking over. <laughs> We're ambitious women all together in the um, line purpose sphere and in your sphere. And we're all intersecting. And it's like, Jen wants to learn how to have an online business that makes seven figures. I want to learn how to have an apartment building that or multiple that makes seven figures a year. Carly, I can't wait to learn more about your goals. And like, let's do them all together. Why not? Yes. I Why love it. People out. Come on yeah, board. You cannot do anything. That's one thing I've learned from uh, Jen and I are in a sub two mentorship, which is creative finance for real estate. Pace Morby is the um, the, the guy behind it. And he tells us over and over and over again, you can't be a lone wolf. You can't yeah. do anything alone. You need a community. You need each other. You need to help each other. And you go there so much faster. It's like yeah. walking or going in a Lamborghini. Exactly. Somewhere. And it's like creating communities and something we really believe in is creating communities where everyone can feel safe and questions are not stupid questions to ask and no one's better than anybody else. It's like we can all come in and grow and learn together, whatever our goals are. Um, Question, what's sub two? What does that mean? So that's a good question. So it's a mentorship that we're in. It's subject. It's short for subject two. Oh. And it's like in a real it teaches estate. us to buy yeah. real estate without banks. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you're saying like without 1031 exchanges or like, so we can go oh, and take over on, somebody else's mortgage. Carly so, talks like everyone knows what a 1031 exchange exchange. I know. Is up to. I'm bad it's at like, that. You don't. You don't have those things in Canada. I you, know. I'm so sorry. Tell our Canadian audience, Jen. Yeah, yeah. So in the states, they don't have a renewable mortgage with like a one, three, or five-year term. Mm-hmm. It's like a twenty-five-year amortization, and that's it. So if that property is going to go into foreclosure, someone can't sell it. They have a really bad situation, and they need to get out of it. You can come in as an investor, buyer, and you can subject to that property. So you're assuming the loan it stays in their name, but you will now make the payments, and title will be yours. Whereas in Canada, their name. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, we can't do that because you have to refinance, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to qualify. So it's it's a very powerful tool for people who you know don't have the money to go and buy a bunch of buildings or or stuff like that. And I think we're going to see a lot of it in multifamily because people were doing bridge loans and then mm-hmm. interest rates went up. 
So I think people are going to start to default on those mortgages and have no other option. Yeah. That, yes, absolutely. The bridge loan piece is really interesting, like in a short term situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you think it's going to be short term and then it ends up being long term, that can cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And, and even if you're doing a bridge and so you're going to put a bunch into CapEx and everything to raise it, and then your goal is to refinance and you weren't conservative in your numbers. And now instead of a 3%, you're looking at an 8%. I mean, that drastically changes what that building's going to operate as. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other? Oh, 1031 exchange. So in the States, if you sell a property, you can roll that capital gains into another property as long as it's the same class and you don't pay the capital gains. And capital gains for our people that may not know, is the taxes that you have to pay on a property when you sell. Definitely yeah. in the United States. I believe you guys have that in Canada as well. So you, yeah. it's oh, like, we don't, you can't roll. Like you're paying it no matter oh. what. At, but you don't pay it on your primary residence. Right. Yeah, not on your primary. Yeah. And do you, you just pay it in the US? Do you pay it on your primary residence? What's that? If you sell your primary residence in the US and you don't buy another one, do you pay the capital gains on it? It doesn't matter if you buy another one. Well, so and you don't like you have to, I believe I'm not a tax expert, so don't quote me on this. I believe you if you live in it for oh. um, over five years, there's a five year thing. I think it's if you live over it five years, you own it for five years, you don't have to pay it. But if you turn around oh, okay. and sell it under five years, there's a higher capital gains tax that you do have to pay. So. I think ours is two, one or two years in Canada to be considered your principal residence because they wanted to cut down on the amount that people were flipping. Yeah, I think it's when, well, I don't know, it could have changed, but when I sold my yeah. contract, was, you had a grace period of one year, not oh. it before you had to pay capital gains on it. Oh, wow. So capital gains on like three months of not living in the condo. Yeah. It, like it wasn't rented. And we didn't live in it. And there was some amount of time that um, we did have to pay capital gains on, but it was only a small amount of time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is get an accountant who knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. None of us are accountants and you need an accountant who is like looking out for your best interests, looking out for your best profit, not somebody who's like, yeah, I can probably figure that out. Like an expert in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And actual tax planning too. Yeah. I, I know for Seth and I, like we look at KPIs of certain buildings. So like key performance indicators. And if there's ones that aren't meeting it, it's like, okay, so when are we going to sell that? If we sell that, what do we need to do in order to, you know, pay the most appropriate tax yeah. possible? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about your real estate goals. What are your goals? I know it's to buy an apartment building, but yeah. So when we, when we, yeah, when we sold that our condo in Vancouver and moved here, um, or well, we sold it after we had already moved to Victoria. When I had the cash from selling it, I was like, I I had the thought, I want to buy an apartment building. This has got to be like some, I can do something with this cash, and. I didn't have an avenue, like I hadn't met you yet. I didn't know what was possible. I didn't really know about coaching masterminds or anything. Like I, 
I knew about one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I didn't know that there's this whole community of people who are out there to help each other grow wealth in real estate. So I, and also I was like kind of hooked into how do I figure out market investing at that time. So I uh, didn't buy an apartment building and I learned about market investing and I had my lady investors meet up and I learned that it's actually really simple and kind of boring to talk about market investing because if you do a lot of movement, then you lose a lot of money. So just calm down and buy a series of ETFs or stocks with good dividends. And there you go. Your market investing is done. <laughs> so that's kind of boring for me. My strategy is long term for that, for sure. So then when we bought this place and we had our Airbnb going, I was like, OK, I have a condo that I'm renting. I have an Airbnb. We have this house we're living in. The Airbnb is paying for a good chunk of what it costs to live in this house. I really want to do more in real estate. But because of where we live, like I just basically needed you to arrive so I could have some guidance because we live in a very expensive place. And mm -hmm. so it's actually hard to buy something in like the vicinity of where I live and make money on that investment absolutely in period of time without like a 25 year hold strategy or 10 year hold strategy or something like yeah. the cash flow is not going to be the cash flow that is sustaining you as a family from a like buying one or two condos or something here and it's like you're going through the bank you're being like you know anyway so it didn't make any sense and I, so i've just been kind of like manifesting the arrival of someone who can like point me in the right direction and i'm doing my homework you told me in your book you told me to get into brandon turner so yeah. I'm doing my yay that's a good one and i yeah. also have both volumes of the multifamily millionaire good that's i'm good learning one. and then i'm awaiting the next opportunity but like actively manifesting it awaiting the next opportunity like i'm open I'm ready. I'm learning every day. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. Whatever comes up next. Yeah. yeah. I find it so interesting from your fundraising background. And I mean, maybe it was just because, you know, you hadn't been exposed to other people in real estate that you thought you had to use your own money instead of raising capital to buy. You know, I think it's from not ever seeing an example of what, okay. well, like yeah. Yeah, for research, I can put together any sort of fundraising plan, make the marketing material around it, ask my little heart out, you know, build the capital and give it to the researcher and report back afterwards and ask for more. Like I'm yeah. so dialed in that world and also building a fundraising business, quote unquote, that has that annual revenue that is yeah. consistent, like people who are paying the $20 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, whatever that looks like. And then layering on the major gifts where people are giving hundreds of thousands to millions to multiple millions at a time to move something forward. Like I completely understand that, but I am not the beneficiary of it. That's right. the thing about fundraising is like the mentality is not how can I apply this? It's like pay me a salary and I'll hustle for millions. Right. Isn't it so crazy how we just like it's like you're in behind those bars again that you were talking mm -hmm. about where you're just like you don't even think that you could apply this to your you have so much fundraising background. Jen yeah. has so much in capital raising for for apartment complex. She just texted me and it was like I made a million dollars in a Zoom. Like yeah, you two could get together and oh we make are. a fund and <laughs> yeah. 
two minutes, I bet. Well, that's the other thing is that what fundraising taught me is one, I saw people giving that amount of money and I was like, one day I'm going to be talking to a fundraiser who's processing my check. Um, like I always had that feeling. I was like, that seems scary. And like, is that possible? But I know it is. Um, and then the other thing about fundraising is people have money and people want to yeah. know how to leverage it. And if you're talking to people who don't have money and aren't interested, you're talking to the wrong crowd. But if you're talking to the people who have money who know what, who want to leverage it, or you're talking to people who want to have money and are willing to work to get it, then you're you're in with the right people. The people are out there with money. And, and I think the biggest change was, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to ask people for money. I don't want to ask people for money. And you know, on the first couple of deals, that's definitely what it felt like. But then I was like. I'm giving people an opportunity. They mm -hmm. have this money. They they may or may not be looking to do something with it. And I'm just providing a return if they choose to take that opportunity yeah. or not. And it's so interesting. You know, people are are so like zoned in on having their investor package and all that. And yes, absolutely it's great. But the number of times that people are like, can I just give you money and like I'll invest with you and then you just give me money back? And I was like, Do you want to see the deal? They're like, No. I'm investing with you. I'm like, holy crap. So yeah, it's just like an evolution of, you know, being more confident in yourself and not coming from that place of need instead of like yeah. offering, this is what I have. Do you want to be a part of this opportunity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, it's, it is being comfortable with what you're mm -hmm. putting into the world. And like the people who don't want to see the deal, they trust you, they don't, want to like get into the details of it i guess then that is falls on you to have all your ducks in order to be responsible and that's something like as the leader of the organization or the fund or whatever that looks like that you're doing your due diligence with your accountants and your lawyers and uh, whomever else you're dealing with to make that happen so that everyone's protected yes absolutely. yeah and one thing that um, Jen and I are, and would be fun to do with you too, that Jen and I want to do with this is one of our goals is to, to get um, a multifamily here and just take Ooh, everybody yeah. along on the journey. So Jen, the master capital raiser is going to take everybody through that, going through and underwriting it, looking at the property, deciding. So that's one of the things that um, we're going to, we want to take on a journey and it would be so fun to do it with you and you can come yeah. in and give us the capital raising um aspect of it and use the community absolutely and give people who are wanting to learn how to build their wealth the exposure and the opportunity to be able to do that mm -hmm. in a way that's not like you know when you okay truly and I'm not, this isn't up for workshopping in the comments if somebody feels like they don't believe this, but truly there is this like air of dismissing, especially young women who want to know more, who don't fully understand the situation yet mm -hmm. and making you feel like, and this has happened to me, making me feel like, like, yeah, well, you're, you're cute, but whatever, we're not going to help you, you know, just go along with this, just sign this thing, whatever, you don't even need to understand, I'll just tell you what to do. And I had a mortgage broker once who treated me like that. And every time I'd ask him a question, he wouldn't answer. But if my husband asked him the exact same question, he would answer. Oh. 
And then, so he obviously got fired and I never want to see him again. I keep trying to unsubscribe from his email list, but it, he keeps sending them to me. <laughs> I didn't seem to get my message, but okay. And then I, when we sold our condo, I went to the bank to pay a chunk of money onto our mortgage. And I got the same question from the teller who asked me, does your husband know you're making this decision? Was it a man Why? or a woman that, that a was the teller? Oh yeah. Like giving it, giving me the years about putting a hundred thousand on my mortgage. Um, and I just like that feeling of, you don't know what you're talking about and you actually don't need to know. I've got this. Don't ask questions is so dismissive, so rude, so undermining. I'm not here for it. And mm -hmm. we have like you two coming together to buy a multifamily, to take people on the ride, to be transparent about the process with people who invest, to show people what's possible when they come along on the journey. It's such a gift because I think women would be more courageous about building wealth if they weren't dismissed whenever they talk about it. Yes. Absolutely. And this, and you were saying, you know, in the seventies, the men used to have to okay for the women to get a bank account. And that goes back to what you're saying, how everything really hasn't changed much. I bet we, if we have women in the comments saying that's happened to me too, that happened to me too. The, with a, um, we were flipping a duplex in Kansas city and he said, do you, as your husband know about, I'm not talking to you about this. Where's your husband? He didn't even know if I had wow. a husband. I <laughs> like, you can't even make this up. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. And it's important to talk about this because it feels like 1970 sometimes. And there's some people that still have that 1970 mindset or whenever it was, yeah. you know, and that's an important discussion to have with women. You know, it happens and it's important to talk about it and be like, we're you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Don't let it discourage you. You're not stupid. No. Yeah. Even if that's how you, they're trying to make you feel. It's not. I true. mean, I'm, I'm always just a designer. Every time I show He's up on site, they're like, oh, are you the designer? I'm like, yeah, I'm the designer. That's You're the it. designer. I'm the, the like, nanny, the dog walker. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's Carly, crazy. what's your identity? What's that? What's your identity? I don't know. The wife, probably. probably. I had, I was talking to a seller and he um, did not like what I had to say. Because <laughs> you were a female. And I was just being firm. I was being firm and mm. I was not being rude. I was being firm. And I'm like, no. And he's like, let me talk to your husband. And I was like, well, absolutely not. Now. Bye. We're done. <laughs> We're done. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so crazy. Elena says you're the designer of our effing life. <laughs> yes. I love it. We're the designers of our effing life. I am That's the designer that you are. because I have financial freedom from real estate. Yes. <laughs> and that's what we're going for. Elena's like, yes, designer of our, of our effing life. We are. And um, and I think it's it's so important that we talk about this and be like, this shit happens to all of us in 2023. Like, are you are you kidding me? No, yeah, I it, mean, I think it's a we're a long ways away from it not happening. Yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. keep we have to keep showing up Absolutely. and like being the normal so that Absolutely. that so that it changes. We can yeah. talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but if we're not making the investments that are changing the game and we're not making the money, this is why I think everybody should have an online business component of what they're doing. Yes. If we're not making the money to support to back our decisions then it's all a lot of talk yes 
We are the yeah. captain of our souls, Peggy. I'm really into we're the, That's the quote, isn't it? We're captain of the souls and masters of our destiny. Is like and that whole quote. Is Pace your husband? Me? No, he's my boss. Oh, he's okay. the leader Peggy of sub two. Oh, oh, because Peggy, Peggy says, let them talk to Pace. Yeah. Pace is the, he's the master negotiator and he teaches us how to talk to sellers and how to have those conversations. Mm. And he is very good at putting people in their place. He is the guy that teaches the mentorship that we're in subject to. Mm. But um, no, he's not my husband. He's married to Laura, who is also a badass. She has two kids. She's killing it. She's like the number one realtor in Arizona. Um, but, and I want to say what Elena said, and this is something that Jen and I want to do. This is a vision. I was telling Elena about this the other day. Elena was our first um, episode uh, guest. And um, we were saying we want to have retreats where we can get together in real life and like mm -hmm. have you and Nicole or someone talk about like the mindset aspect of it. And, you know, we just kind of, we're each other's cheerleaders and, you know, the kids, Absolutely. you leave the kids at home and we just like, you know, talk about money, talk about, business, <laughs> talk about our, how we want to go get JV or joint venture, you know, partner up with each other and, and help each other up. Um, so I agree, Elena, we do want to have a badasses retreat. Because we are badasses. Yeah, we are. And we're, Nicole and I are always down for a retreat. We love retreating. We have a retreat coming up here on Vancouver Island, end of the month. And we are doing, we're leaving the laptops behind. And I, when we do retreats, we're like, okay, we work with ambitious women entrepreneurs who are online business owners who are always online. We're like, okay, leave your laptop, turn your phone off. We're doing breath work. We're doing EFT tapping. Nicole and I have a program that we bring people through. We are having VIP experiences. I can't say them all now because there's lots of surprises. And we have special dinners planned um theme dinners it's so fun and it's so important to take a break and be together in community there's so much that is understated about community and being with somebody Ooh, no, zoom is great this is great it's better than on the phone or something because you can see each other's faces and hear you know but there is something to be said about having a community of people you know, to, to be ready and just like help each other and leave it all the, the BS behind. Peggy says she's ready to sign up. Okay. Cool. How do you tell us, tell our, tell our listeners, um, is there a, is there a website that they can go learn about more? Yeah. You can go to mylinepurpose.com and then you can see on there if you're just starting an online business and you want support, or if you have an idea and you haven't actioned it yet and you want the accountability to make it happen. Yeah. You can go to mylinepurpose.com. Align Business School is our place to be if you're like, mm, I know I want to do something. How exactly step-by-step step, do I bring this to life? Do like a beta launch of it, figure out what works, and then build out your next six to 12 months in online business. So that is Align Business School. Um, you can go on our website. There's a link to our retreats as well. And we'll be announcing another retreat by the end of the month. Um, and then for our VIP people who really want to get together weekly and mastermind with other women entrepreneurs. We have our higher level program called Platinum Experience. And that is like, it's a true commitment. It's a year long and it is getting together with other women who are doing the work, sharing your stuff, sharing their stuff, collaborating, um, going deep into the relationship together and making it happen. So 
those are our three things. If you just want to come and check out what we're doing for free, you can go to mylinepurpose.com slash collective. And we have a free community where we all hang out. Nicole and I go live once a week. Um, we have all of our free offerings in there. We often host like week-long things that we do together, week-long free events. Um, we have all of our freebies in there. And we have like 36 months of manifesting book club information we read a new professional development book every month it's really fun so i love it That's and i wanted to bring back to what you were saying mm -hmm. about women talking about money and making money you guys are killing it you guys are very successful in this so it's not like they're just they know what they're doing you said you're approaching seven figures right we are we're closing in on seven figures in our business and we're working, I mean, we're students of online business as well. We pass along everything we learn to our community and we are learning about this every single day. How can we um, optimize our business so that we have time freedom, so that we have more money freedom to put our money where our mouth is, buy apartment buildings, do what we wanna do with our life um, and location freedom. Like I was just traveling for the last two weeks and I didn't have to ask anybody for time off. And I mean, we have a, a little team that we work with and we support each other. Nicole wants to go away. I take over a little bit. She, I'm going away. She does her thing. I've had two kids since having my like purpose. So there's, and Nicole's gotten married, honeymoon. <laughs> like we are just packing in all the life events in the last three years. And we're doing that at the same time as building our wealth. I love it's it. Amazing. You are designing your life. You guys have yes. designed your life. Yeah. Well, we mother effing to, life. And we have to walk our talk. Otherwise, like, who would want to hang out with us? I love it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Peggy's going to Panama. That's fun. Panama. That's where lives in Panama. I met Peggy in real life. I knew her from mm -hmm. online and I met her in real life the other day um, at Pace's book signing. I So um, Peggy, shout out to you. She's the sweetest, sweetest. I love getting to know people online, like in these comments and yeah. stuff. And then just going back to like you were saying, with the community and then you're like you meet each other in real life and you're like we're best friends hey. yeah hey. When jen and i had lunch jen and nicole and i went for lunch and we met and i was like hey oh my god so what's going on now like, <laughs> like i've met her a thousand times before yeah <laughs> and, like, and we've only met each other once <laughs> yeah, yeah i know and when you popped on today i'm like i feel like i know you already you and nicole like i've been following you guys we kind of like talk back and forth you know it's just mm -hmm. It's so community. It's huge. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is super fun. And we'll make sure we share it across everything. If anyone wants to join us in the collective, um, I'll drop the link in here. And I saw you guys drop the link too. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at Myline Purpose. And yeah, let's let's make money and have a lot of fun and do a lot of good in this world together. Yeah. Yes. I let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. We'll when come we, back on this. Yes. When we buy our apartment building together, will we come back and laugh at this episode and, and talk about how we thought we were like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. And then it actually did. I know. I don't oh, think no. there's any like, yes. we thought it's going to happen. I have no doubt it'll happen. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. But we'll, we'll revisit. We'll be like, yeah. we'll revisit. There we go. Yeah. We'll be like episode four before we knew. It's like when you came on, we had a back, we can go on here backstage before we go live and 
I'm like, I don't want to talk to you too much because I want to keep it for the podcast. But um, Kayla's like, I am, I said, I am going to have a multifamily. Two days later, I met Jen and I'm like, I love that you speak like you already own it. And she's like, mm -hmm. hell yeah, I do. I've already mm -hmm. owned it. So. Yes. Mentally, I'm already there. I'm, I'm I like, love it. Yes. Let's I do love. it. Okay. Let's yeah. do it. Birdie says, amen. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Birdie, we love you. She, um, she's another one of our people that I can't wait to meet in real life. So yeah, well, well you two have to have your retreat. We will. Yeah. And I want to come to yours. I'm going to go, I'm going to go look at, I'm going to go look it up right now. So okay. come on. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you all you for again. coming. Thank you for being here, Kayla. I'm so happy Yay. to finally meet you. Talk to you soon. And bye. All right. Bye. Talk to you later, guys.